Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go, Ricky Let's go, Ricky Yeah, he's still doing it, our good friend Scott Richmond. Uh, congratulations to Team Canada, a silver medal at the Pan Am Games, and our first guest, uh, Scott Richmond, 39 years old, still dealing, so he's probably on a plane somewhere to another game, wherever he's going to go. He's back uh, to Quebec. Uh, are we going to Quebec? Yeah. He's playing at the Can-Am finish League. Up, finish off the, the season there. It's another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast, and you're probably saying, another, where you guys been? And I'm looking at it right now. July 19th was the last one we posted. That was with Mark Gubaza, who was an awesome uh, interview guest, and we're going to have him on again. That was done in the Angels dugout. Got a lot of great feedback from everybody. Like, wow, that was cool. You took us there. And then a month later, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? Well, I'm Bethel Duran, the host of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Ricky Romero is just off of a plane right now. <laughs> where have you been well, what famous estate are am I coming from now? Uh, well, right now we are in. Uh, let's see here. You were in Canada, so I, this is a different province. I think this is the your province in Cancun, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we are on the boat, the knockout in Cancun right now. Ricky has been all over Canada, and he needed a couple of days to come down to Mexico and take care of his uh, <laughs> new mansion that he take has down here. So, but for for real. You've been all over Canada doing what? How? I can't even keep track of you. Well, it was a, it's been a long past few weeks, and it's gonna get even better. Oh, more the next few weeks. So, but yeah, one trip was I went from L.A. to Vancouver, Vancouver to Edmonton. Edmonton to Calgary, Calgary to Toronto, Toronto back here. That was one trip. That was one trip. And the one prior to that, I went from here to Winnipeg and Winnipeg to Saskatchewan or vice versa. It was Saskatchewan first. Yeah, it was Saskatchewan first and then Winnipeg. So, yeah, man, I've been, I've been. Okay, what are you doing? I'm doing uh so the Blue Jays have a bunch of camps that they host around different cities. Uh-huh. And you know, obviously it's pretty obvious they're the only team in the whole country of Canada. And honestly, one of the things that I didn't realize is how big that logo is across the whole country because you see it everywhere, man. The Blue Jay logo? Yeah. 
And when I was playing, I used to say, man, there's nothing like representing a whole country. But I don't really think I fully understood what that meant. Uh-huh. Now being able to travel and doing these camps for kids, you see what this logo means and what this team means because all those people in those small towns know who you are. All right, I'm not being a smart ass, so I apologize to the Canadian listeners. Do they like baseball outside of Toronto and yeah, Vancouver? They yeah, do? Yeah. I, I thought mean, it was just hockey, hockey, hockey. It is hockey. I mean, that's obviously going to be the, the most dominant sport in Canada. But when you're getting 60, 80 kids, and some, some of those cities are not very big. Yeah, because in, in the group chat, you sent a couple of places where you're at. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, me being me, I Google it and I put it on the map and it barely shows up. <laughs> well, the one, the one, so the first one where it started for me because there's different they have they have some going on right now where it's Dwayne Ward Robbie Alomar Homer Bush they're in I think uh, I want to say Newfoundland uh-huh. uh, maybe I'm mistaken but they're somewhere out there doing a camp right now so they just pick different alumni like I don't do all of them so but they oh, have okay, a bunch okay. throughout the whole throughout the whole summer you're ambassadors for the team yeah pretty I, I guess so yeah but you're spreading the word of baseball not, we're not I'm not um I'm not uh, I'm not under contract by the team, but they invite me, and I think that to me is like more special than anything. That's cool, because though. when you think about it, think about all the players that have been through that have worn a Toronto Blue Jay uniform, and the fact that they call me to to kind of be one of the alumni to come out and do this. It's it's pretty awesome. You only played four years, right, as a pro there? Yeah, but I spent ten years in the organization. Yeah. but and you have a bobblehead. It, it goes back to, I think you and I have spoken have talked about it a lot how it goes back to just saying hi to to everyone and being nice don't be an asshole pretty much yeah that's pretty much what it comes down to you and it doesn't matter if it's the janitor or the grounds crew or or the ticket lady you say hello then that's the way i because was raised the, when they take off your uniform nobody's gonna remember nobody you. cares nobody cares and and like, right now when i go to these places they know who i am and do they really some parents kids yeah. I, when you're when you're teaching a nine-year-old kid and i ask them when were you born they're like 2009 and you're like well that's when i made my debut you have no <laughs> idea who i am right but you meet the you know i i feel like i've sent you guys in the group text yeah. a few messages of what people write to me how you know i when they were growing up i was their hero me and doc halliday and stuff like that that's and that's cool. surreal to me you know that because i'm cool. like yeah so because I mean, you're not like that and having to know you over the years People tell you something like that, and you probably get I, I mad, right? You're like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't yeah, know what to say. Yeah. And I think now that you're a, a parent and you're in your 30s now, you understand that that impact you did have over somebody you didn't even know existed. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't know that I'm gonna say, uh, Okotox existed. No. Right? No. St. Albert's existed. No. Because when you're a player, you're thinking... Let me get through customs in Toronto and get back to the hotel because I got to do my therapy. I got to do my my work. I got to do my running for tomorrow. Yeah. You're in that zone. And yeah, you said you're representing a country, but you didn't know it because you only play in Toronto. Yeah. You, 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 you don't realize how big the sport and how big the logo is yeah. all across Canada. I mean, just walking through an airport, I was, um, we were in Calgary, JP and I, JP and Sebia, and Toronto Blue Jays has hats here, there, and I'm like, and I turn around, I was like, bro, this logo is 
everywhere <laughs> here. Like I never realized that. And another thing I never it's realized. It's like the Yankee logo. No matter well, where you go, it's there. The when, cowboy logo everywhere. When, you go. The Laker logo. Yeah. Except everything's in Canada, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you see that everyone's proud to, 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 even if they're not fans, to have the maple leaf on their hat. That's big, ah, you know? Okay. And the other thing that I didn't realize is when you go to, I was in Toronto, or my, this last part of my leg ended in Toronto, and I never realized how big of a party goes outside a game prior to coming in. And oh, I, really? I walk around, yeah, I just walk around and I'm like, whoa, like, like it's just chaos out here. And, and while you're the fan experience, yeah, while you're out, That's you get, never did that. While you're out getting ready for a game, warming up, you're just like, you don't, you don't, you don't see any of that. That's and true. now that I get to walk around, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Now you know, you know why so, people are drunk in the third inning yelling at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially in Toronto, there's a lot of bars and restaurants. I gotta go, go to. I gotta go. All right, see, but, now this is what I'm gonna do for you. And uh, you don't know I'm doing this. And we have an outline of what we're gonna do today, but I really wanted to get into this podcast about what Ricky's been going through this summer. Cause he told me, was it like in May? Hey, it's gonna be a busy summer. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be traveling a lot. And I'm like, no, no, we'll be able to get some podcast in. Mm-hmm. When you come back, we'll do this. And you come back and you gotta take care of the kids, you gotta help your wife, you gotta do, you gotta have your own life here too. And before you have you even unpacked? No, really, right? I mean, I kind of, I do unpack, but it's like, I, I don't even just, know why I do that yeah. because I just pack right back up. Yeah, you just change your shirt. Yeah. So what you've been doing for the Toronto Blue Jays Baseball Academy, and these are things all over the country, um, you've been tweeting lately, and this is your new account. Yeah. And It's, it's verified now, it's too. It's verified. Oh, so it is look me. at you. <laughs> Ricky underscore RO24 is where you want to follow him on Twitter. Um. He using using it sporadically. Uh, your last tweet was about Sanchez, and we'll get to him too, yeah. Aaron Sanchez. Uh, Dan, show me got a retweet. But thanks for the Blue Jays Academy for putting this together. Blue Jays legends. Now you sent a picture, it, and it's like Frank Catalonado, Jesse Barfield, mm-hmm. Orlando Hudson, the O Dog, George Bell, a bunch of cool guys. That look, I knew Hudson when he played with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He had a cycle on opening day. Yeah. At Dodger Stadium. But you mentioned something about this. And I it got to me the other day. When you play for Toronto Blue Jays and you have a pretty decent run, you're loved by the entire country. Mm-hmm. If you play for the Dodgers, they love you in L.A. And you'll have some Dodger fans in other cities. Angel players, you know, yeah, they all go out and do like their community events where there's a golf tournament or mm-hmm. something. Hey, come, somebody come open up Little League. But you guys are... All over the country, you're just known by everybody. Yeah, it reminds me of what Candy Maldonado told me years ago when I did an event with him. Canada, sneaky good. Yeah. They love you yeah. there. I'm like Candy, where you? He's like, Papa, they love well, you there. Especially when you do like Dwayne Ward and Lloyd Mosby, George Bell, Jesse Barfield. Those guys were like big time during the during the time when the yeah. when the Blue Jays were were hitting their stride and. Obviously, some of those guys were part of the 92-93 team that, that won the World Series. So, they're like royalty out there. And you should see when we go to, um, like, the first part of my leg started in uh, in Regina, Saskatchewan. And it's it's just crazy how much these guys are loved out there. And, I mean, the 92-93 team, it's a big deal, you know, when... The World Series Back-to-back teams. World Series years. And, obviously... The older folks are gonna know who these guys are, so they, 
they're in all of them and it's pretty cool to watch it's pretty cool to listen to stories from those guys when you sit there and you're just i don't say a word man i sit in that clubhouse yeah? and i just like, like you're back to being a rookie yeah i'm just like going left i'm my, my head's just on a swivel just these guys arguing and talking about this and talking about that and remember when i beat up this guy and i yeah? came close <laughs> to beating up this guy and it's just uh, it was a band of brothers and i think they all That's just cool you man. know you, it's it's what you expect the team to go through you spend so much time in a clubhouse that yeah you're gonna have your differences at times and Things are going to get heated, but at the end of the, but at the end of the day, you're out on that field. You're trying to chase one thing, and that's yeah. the World Series. So right? you tweeted that picture, and then people were here. Uh, what I wouldn't do to be in that room that came <laughs> from Darren Slavin's Real Estate. Uh, good to see you guys. I used to make people call me Shaker all throughout Little League <laughs> because of George and Shaker. Uh, another guy, Braulio. You're a legend in my books. Uh, one heck of a lineup. Uh, Mosby still a beast. All you guys are still looking fit. Uh, this one comes from Superfan Dan tweeted you. Thanks, Ricky. Your pitching sessions were great, and so is your podcast. Let's go, Ricky Roll. What's up, Super Dan? <laughs> Appreciate you as always. I uh, heard a few times during the the Did you really? Throughout the tour, yeah. Like it was like, Hey man, I love your podcast. <laughs> I don't I don't know where, you know. You're just like, Oh, you listen, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad uh it's getting out to those areas and people are are listening that's cool. to it. And we're also on Spotify. So if you guys want to listen, iTunes, Spotify, all that other stuff. But this is where I want to, I was going to get into that 12 minutes later. Um, the impact you have with kids. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I have talked in the past. You said, I can't do camps. I can't coach. I can't do this. <laughs> that's not me. I don't want to be that. Because when you were making your comeback, you were I don't want to be that guy that's just hanging on. Yeah. You're like, I don't know if I have the patience for this. Now you're doing camps across Canada. And these kids might be 9 or 10 years old, but you don't realize that they have your bobblehead or that they have your shirt. Um, and I'm just going to read this to you. You retweeted them, but I'm going to read them to you. This is from uh, Blue Jays fan 12, Jamie Jeffrey. Special thanks to Ricky Rowe. Brandon had a blast and his favorite part was working with you. Looking forward to next year. That's a picture of you two in uh, the dugout. Uh, Wayne Paro, day two of Blue Jays camp. A Q&A session with Ricky. Um, Those are pretty cool. Yeah. So Wayne, Wayne is the one that he's the one of the main instructors that leads the camp and what he does in every city. So if we're there for two days, he grabs two alumni. So it's usually four of us in the smaller cities in Toronto. We had more, more alumni because it was a bigger camp. So he grabs two guys one day and two guys the next day, like in Regina and you do a Q and a with the parents prior to the session starting. Okay. So while the kids stretch, you go out and these parents just ask you anything about from work ethic. How was it? playing with doc and they just want to hear the stories and i think it's a freaking awesome idea i love That's doing cool. it and um, i don't know if many teams do something like that no no I, how could you i mean you it's can't, hard yeah you can't promote the dodgers in san francisco you know you can't yeah, promote the dodgers in true. new york so it's that's the luxury that that it that the toronto blue jays have and it's it's really cool when you go to like saskatchewan and uh -huh. winnipeg those i hit those two cities first and how heated the rivalry really? is between the CFL teams. Oh yeah, the, the rough, the rough, rough riders, riders and the blue, the, the, the blue bombers, the blue bombers, Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, we hate them. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, <laughs> oh no, we can't stand. And they, it separates them by I don't know five hours maybe, but it's just hilarious. And I guess that they say the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's like a party every Sunday. People drive hours. That, I had a friend that played up there and he said it was a fun time. Oh, they say it's crazy. Yeah. The whole city shuts down for that. Yeah. And and that, so I was like, so if they win a great cup, are they just like 
heroes here forever. They're like, oh, they gotta yeah. Be. Oh, yeah. You know who's a big hero up there? Um, a quarterback. Marcus Allen's brother. Oh, yeah. Damon Allen. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I do, I've do. i done a lot of stuff with him in Toronto. He's like a, a god. A legend. There. Legend. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. I've heard that about yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, this is another one right here. Uh, back to the kids. Uh, from representing Ricky Rowe as a little guy to learning from him at the Blue Jays Academy. This from Brad Cochran. And he posted a picture of his kid in a Ricky t-shirt. <laughs> and then the kid in the bullpen with you. Yeah. Like, that's what I wanted to get to. Now, finally, um, you're there and you're signing autographs with the kids. You're doing talent drills with them. And like you're, you know, Sebastian's, what, four? You've mm-hmm. never really done baseball with him. But now Coach Ricky is there. What's that like when you're in a stadium at Rogers Center where you used to go out there and dominate and you have 50,000 people on opening day and it's crazy and it's a vibe and it's awesome to maybe 50 kids and you're doing towel drills with mm-hmm. them in an empty stadium mm-hmm. the same way that you used to do it? Well, I first of all, I think it's the game has rewarded me in so many ways and for the Jays to call me back and be able to do these camps, it's my way of showing my love back to them, you know, I, I, and back to the game. And um, when you're able to be a part of that stuff, you, you're you not really thinking like, yeah, you think about I walk around that stadium and I'm like, wow, like I remember, you know, when, op- like you said, opening day in 2011 or my first career shout out. I had some sp- special, special times in that building. No doubt about it. But. When I'm out there and I'm helping the kids, the first thing I tell them, like when I gather them up, I'm like, do you guys realize how lucky you are? Just because when I think of myself as a young kid, yourself as a young kid, BD, how many, how, what would you have done to have been able to be on that field at Dodger Man, Stadium? At Dodger Stadium as a kid, I would have been happy just to get out of the reserve level. Right. Like the top, the third level. Yeah. Like, that's why I take my punk kids to the games. I'm like, you guys know <laughs> my punk kids sitting next to me. Uh, this is where you guys got to be and appreciate everything you get because yeah. I have perks. I never call in favors, but when I do get stuff, I'm like, look, you better appreciate this exactly. right here. Like, and I, and I, that's what I let, that the, stuff. I, I let the kids know. Damn I'm kids. like, I'm like. Do you guys realize how lucky you are? You guys are playing. You guys are practicing where the Toronto Blue Jays play. Where yes. the, the big you know league. How many adults have never even touched the f- yeah. dirt at yeah. a stadium? And yeah. like, I wish, but security will stop yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, thank I, your parents, damn kids. The <laughs> the first time, and I never got to play at Dodger Stadium as a professional, but I I went there for a showcase in in high school, and I remember when I stepped on that field, it was like the greatest. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I did it. I can. I'm I'm good. I I if did you it. Keep the dirt. That'd be yeah. awesome. Well, I even like. I remember we were shagging, and I'll never forget this moment. I dove for a ball, and I had grass stains all over my my uh, my baseball pants. And I came home, and I was like, and I told my mom, I was like, look at this. I have some grass stains <laughs> from Dodger Stadium. Like I didn't even want to wash the pants. That's what it meant to me, you yeah. know. And that's what it means to me now when I'm out there, and these parents, you know send their kids to this i want to do a good job i don't i don't like to half-ass anything oh because there's I, a lot of salty vets who just kind of do that too well a lot i mean no i want to say with your, think, your group but i've seen enough where it's like hey you're getting paid for this appearance they're like ah, it's like, <laughs> okay great no i think everyone all the alumni do a tremendous job you see them working hard it, it's the toronto one is like 250 kids so it's a little longer and it's it's you got it's non-stop it's yeah, it's work. And, yeah, but you, 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 you try to do a good job and you try to 
um, put a smile on kids' face more than anything. You know, you try to make it enjoyable. Like I watch in a, like uh, on Yes Network and even listening to CC Sebastian podcast where they talk about Yankees alumni weekend. Mm -hmm. And a lot of teams do that. Like uh, Ben Francisco was just mm -hmm. in the Phillies with the yeah. alumni weekend. And the Dodgers do that. Like they'll have their game, but it's nothing where the fans can interact with the guy because mm -hmm. it's just hard. Mm -hmm. I think in Toronto, I, I, I never really thought about this. I didn't put much thought into Toronto baseball. It was what you guys can do across the country. And that's, that's crazy. You know what? It, it brings up a pretty good idea maybe i'll talk to them it would be cool for for them to get the alumni like kind of like like you said like the yankees do like the blue jay uh like the la dodgers do where it's a alumni weekend where they bring in all the alumni they yeah. play a game but instead of doing it in toronto you can do it in different parts like vancouver or yeah. or in the middle of the the country in regina or there's some winnipeg whatever you know and just hit different spots and then end in toronto and boom have a big i don't know something hey something like that makes uh, it or even I, having one in toronto we know the marketing people at the blue jays uh, <laughs> that idea is courtesy of the let's go ricky roll podcast the presenting sponsor uh we will not take a finder's fee for this one <laughs> so we appreciate it. but it's good though but an alumni weekend would be cool because it, it, you get to share a lot of experiences together well, aren't you guys doing that in seattle for robbie Alomar kind of but it's but it's not with the blue jays but it's robbie it's it's through robbie's thing um his foundation and stuff but it's only uh the end a few of August. alumni All right. feel, i wanted a, to go I, I just can't go i have a fight the night before yeah no it's there. It, it should be fun it should they my buddy alos is gonna go is he He like legit booked his flight to go to seattle because he's a teacher and he's mm -hmm. like well i'm done teaching at two on friday i'm gone so he's yeah. gonna go to seattle well, and then you can't beat the experience in Seattle when the Blue Jays come in town because it's gonna be. It's like he's gonna game, see. Right? He's gonna see that it's yeah, it's a home game. Oh, pretty that's much. cool. That's cool. All right, so that you've been up to that, doing a great job with all the people. And uh, the last one right here, uh, this comes from Corey Evans, um, Ricky Rose signing his bobblehead. I still remember the day he threw out the first pitch on Father's Day years ago. I need a bobblehead, so maybe we'll give one away to a listener. Uh, do we have enough to give away? I don't know. I got to go through a box. My dad has that box, but... Oh, you're then sure forget we it. You know, we're not giving away because the chief is not giving stuff away. So. <laughs> or maybe uh, a jersey or something. You know, uh, that, that's easy. We can do that. Something like that. Maybe one day. Okay. Well, yeah. As as, the, as we progress, we'll start giving away Ricky Rowe stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, we will give away CC's cleats, uh, the, <laughs> the Joe Montana jersey, the Joe Montana helmet. We'll give away all his Niner stuff. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> all right. Now, we've been doing that. Good. We caught up with you. All that great stuff. Uh, the Blues, Blues, Blue Jays Foundation. You went back to Toronto, and I want to talk about this. And I know people are thinking, "Man, you guys just don't talk about yourselves." Yeah, we're talking about ourselves. That's all we got right now. Um, you took the family to Toronto. Mm -hmm. Now you were a big deal. Your wife, Carla Lang, a big deal in Toronto. She has his own. She has a building with her face on it, right? Everywhere. Yeah. All right. In Oakville. In Oakville, soccer star. She'll never talk about it. Um, but. You took baby Ithor to the Blue Jays game. Yeah. You had him on the mound, right? Did you post him on the on the mound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with so, Sebastian, yeah. Okay. When you were a player there, there were no kids, there was no wife. Mm -hmm. What's it like going back now and like awesome. your little kids? Awesome because Sebastian's starting to realize. He's four. Who I, he's three and uh, he's almost four. Okay, he's, he's the size of an eight-year-old. <laughs> but I'm not lying. It's not really... Uh, he doesn't realize what I did or that I played there. Yeah, he has no clue. But he is a kid in the candy store when you just open up the field and he has it all to himself. And um, it's just, it's awesome for him. He loves just running the bases, running around. 
He's not really interested in the game of baseball yet, which is not he a big shouldn't. deal. He's a four-year-old. He should not be interested <laughs> in sitting there for nine innings and but watching this. This is the second year where we've gone back and we get a suite and we invite all of Carl's friends and family. Oh, that's cool. And I think that's really cool. And I, and I want to continue to do it every year. And, and Oh, that's cool. And it's pretty cool because we go back there and it's a chance for her to catch up with her old friends and her family. And they all love the Blue Jays, so... We go there and, and we enjoy a game and enjoy talking and and we do that and um, it's always really really cool when you, when like I said the Blue Jays have been nothing but first class to me and um, and for that I'll be a forever forever thankful. To All them. right, now I have a real question: What or who is this ace thing that they have in Toronto? It's the mascot. The that's the original ace. Okay, so the Blue Jays have because you sent a group. You're like. Oh, Sebastian only looking for Ace, which I thought it was our friend Ace Ahsoka, our mover. And no, like nah. there's this big bird. It's the original Ace. I didn't mascot. know they had a mascot. Yeah, it's the bird, the Toronto Blue Jay. Like he's like the Philly fanatic, the San Diego yeah, yeah. all that. He's badass stuff. too. He's the the best dancer I've ever seen. And yeah. that's what all Sebastian cares about. Oh yeah, that's see, that's it was saying. his birthday. That it was birthday weekend. So with the bird, yeah, so, the bird has a birthday. Yeah, <laughs> so we took him to. Uh, on Sunday, I went to the game on Sunday by myself, and because we we got the suite on Saturday. On Sunday, I went to the game by myself. I wanted to watch my good friend uh, Aaron Sanchez pitch, which was happened to be his last game as a Blue Jay. Um, so I went to the stadium, watched him pitch, came back to the hotel, picked up Sebastian, took him back to the stadium so that I can he can be part of uh, Ace's birthday party. He ran the bases first. <laughs> And then we went to Ace's birthday party because they had to set up after the game. It was pretty cool. He had a blast, man. What kind of party is Ace throwing? Oh, there's just a bunch of kids and meeting different mascots. He Sebastian was scared of every single fucking mascot except (laughs) Ace and Little Ace. They have a little one too. Oh, Ace got got some kids. They got next generation going. Yeah, just like Ricky and Sebastian. They got their own little generation. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes. CN Tower, there's a aquarium right next door to the stadium. Like Sebastian did it all, man. Uh-huh. He freaking did it all. Like I'm like Jesus, this kid. And you guys, flew, first of all, respect to your wife who was not listening to the podcast. But she flew to Toronto with a three and a half year old who doesn't sit still, and a newborn. Yeah, by herself on the way there. Champ. She said, uh, Sebastian was Sebastian's pretty good on a flight. He's been oh, flying it? for a long time. Yeah, you you throw the headphones and the iPad. That's the only time he watches an iPad. You got to cross country um, He sits, watches it, passes out, sleeps, wakes up, watches a little okay. bit more. All right. But the other one is the one he's teething right now. So he, she said it was oh. a little rough, and he cried the whole flight. So. What about when you flew back? He was money. <laughs> they were both money. She's like, because you yeah. were there. Yeah. Oh man. But I mean, hey, I always say this. You know, I know it's tough for passengers to hear babies cry, but till you have one. You realize that oh, you, that's the last thing you want your baby to do. Obviously, don't, disrupt don't. anybody else. But we're not trying to make them cry. You know, for those that get annoyed, it's it's not an easy thing. But we all used to do the oh, don't sit next to me, yeah, don't sit next to me. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. They kept on going, and it's like shut your kid up. You're yeah, like, or like, like you're really trying to have them cry. Or your kids, your kids kicking my seat, and it's like, well, he didn't mean to. Like, yeah, like. Relax. You know, just... <sighs> How things change when you're in your 30s. <laughs> All of a sudden. All right, so you've been doing TV too? Yeah. Well, I actually this weekend I have my fourth game. In, Tor- in Vancouver? In Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, you feeling and better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My third one went really well. Who are you uh, working with again? Rob Fay. Rob Fay. What's up, Rob yeah. Fay? 
I can't find you guys on the illegal streams. I've been trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, you're pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at that, but I, maybe because there's a Canadian blockage or something. Oh, I don't know. Boy, you got to talk to Marco for that. Oh, we don't, we, we, don't know who, we don't know who Marco is, our, our hacker. We don't know him. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I've been trying to find it. I couldn't find anything. So maybe uh, we'll figure something out. But so Rafe and you are doing having fun. Yeah, we're having fun. We actually, the coolest thing is we've opened up the the... You know, there's only so much baseball anybody can take it's about somebody season. talking through a nine-inning game. But um, it's cool when we've opened up the, like the the Twitter and the Instagram thing where we have fans and uh, ask questions and I answer some for like an inning or two. Uh-huh. So I think, you know, it's pretty cool when you get, when you interact with the fans during the broadcast. It's, That's cool. And I think it, you know, they, they get something out of it while you're still talking about the game, obviously. Are you used to having people talk in your ear? No, that's it's the weird, toughest part. Right? It's tough. Well, wrap it, it up. It, for wrap me, it up. For me, it's not even that bad. Wrap it up. But yeah, when wrap you're it up. in the middle of the story and you <laughs> wrap have, it up. Yeah. And you're just like, you lose your train wrap of it thought. Up. All right, Rick. Yep. Yeah, cut it. All right. Back to yeah. uh, camera three, four. <laughs> yeah. They actually, we actually, as you, you might remember, we answered a question of yours about yeah. the podcast and I got a chance to talk about the podcast. Oh, did you br- promote the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? How amazing they, they, it well, is? Well, they asked me I, in my, because I was like, yeah, I do have a podcast. And then in my ear, they got, the producer's like, what's the name of your podcast? Tell everyone what your podcast. And I'm like, I'm getting there. Fuck. <laughs> I'm getting there. Fucking A. <laughs> See, now you're a TV guy where you're like, I'm at, get, let me get there. Yeah. Like so. sometimes they'll tell me stuff when I'm doing like a fight. They're like, oh, they'll give me a stat. And I'm like, you don't think I know that? You yeah. don't think I fucking know? I'm like, like I'm getting there. Yeah, like, like, I'm not going to just talk about that I have a podcast and yeah. then not, not name it. Yeah. It's uh, the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast available everywhere. See, producer who uh, on TV producer, we're not even saying your name. See, we're being polite. What a Rob Faye, though. We like Rob Faye. We'll get him on soon. All right, yeah, so that's what you've been doing. You feel you, I'm telling you, man. You need to come out to one of these events. I want to go, it, man. I really want to go. Just because we'd be able to, like, you know, have a Dwayne Ward sit down with us, a Jesse Barfield sit down with us, even a George Bell. Yeah. And, uh, even though he's he's a funny guy and he's he's crazy as shit, and I mean, like, that in the most loving way. Like, yeah. he, we, we just love, like... Me and JP mess with him so much, but we always tell him like, "Hey, you know we keep you a young man," and he's like, "Fuck you guys," you know. Just it's always just pretty funny. Yeah, and, and we have a good re- like I said, the, the fact that we've been able to re- build a relationship. I walk into that room and I'm I sometimes have to pinch myself yeah. and I'm like, "These are legends here That's that I'm you, with." You're like the feedback I got from Mark Gubaza was people that were listening because obviously if you're listening to podcasts, you're a little bit younger, mm-hmm. but nobody. Uh, let me rephrase that. You got to be a hardcore fan to remember Mark Gubaza because he won the World Series in 1985. Yeah. And he's an angel announcer. He's not getting a lot of publicity. He does a great job as an analyst. Actually, mm-hmm. you two were talking off of the uh, mics about mm-hmm. how to do the job yeah, and everything yeah. else. Great guy. Great feedback. Uh, a lot of thanks to Eric K from the Angels uh, PR staff for helping set us up, up in the dugout. But the people who were like, wow, I didn't know that about him. I want to know more about him. Who is he? I'm like, the dude was a freaking stud. Yeah. Like uh, Jeff Proctor, who uh, runs a company called ProAngle that I work for, was listening to the podcast. And he and he knows Gooby. He's like, I got some great stories. I heard some great stories from him. Mm-hmm. Great personality, everything about him. So it doesn't matter the name that we have because I think we're getting good stuff out of people and we're just going to continue to roll with it. Yeah. So well, th- this podcast, well, obviously we have no guests because I'm, I was able to well, squeeze in half an hour with Ricky right now. Well, a guy like George Bell, when you walk into the Rogers Center, He's in the ring of honor. You know, yeah. his name is up there. So you're just like, that's a big deal, man. Like to have your name up there and and to be as 
kind and as loving as a person as he is, yeah. it's, it's awesome, you know, because he, he's, he's not a, he's not an asshole. He's not going to, oh, my name's up there type guy. It's like, he is so humbled and, and so nice. Like I said, to That's cool. like guy, because when, um, now that I, ch- that I get a chance to talk to them, they're like, Ricky in 2012, do you, I, I, I wish you realized how all of us in this room, how much we were rooting for you. Yeah? Yeah. And I'm like, And you oh, didn't you know guys, them, right, no, as a player? No, I didn't know them that much. I knew George yeah. and Robbie, but Shaker, Lloyd Mosby, I didn't really know him that much. But um, Because but, veterans, I mean, well, not veterans, um, alumni or former players, they tend to stay away from the current players, right, mm-hmm. to give you, you your you, distance. Yeah, you would think, but they're all watching. No, like, as, as, as when you were playing, right? Yeah. They, they kind of while yeah. you're playing, they yeah. If yeah, you yeah. go and seek them, they'll yeah, do it. But exactly, it's kind of like the unwritten rule, right? Yeah. Where it's like you don't go tell this guy, give all this advice because you don't know you, right? Yeah. And okay. I mean, somebody asked me a question, something about you know how do you deal with failure and this and that, and I thought it was really cool when. I was like, well, you know, in 2012, this is what I did. And I kind of went into the whole thing, you know, about how to, how I dealt with it and whatnot. And Dwayne Ward stopped me about halfway. And he's one of the best relievers in Jay's history. And he's like, but we're not going to let one year define you. What you were able to do your first three years is still pretty surreal. Damn. He's like, so make sure you always hang your head in, on that. And he like said that in front of everyone. And I was like, whoa, wow. like really cool. Like I was like. He's right, you know. I mean, one year should not define my career. I mean, it was a shitty year, but hey, so be it, you know. So, Damn. Like I said, one one day in the big leagues will make would make anybody's lifetime, and I had to. I got a chance to do it for. Hey, we were just talking years. about people were happy to just touch the dirt, exactly. Let alone being able to get out the showbird, exactly. Now that you're retired and you're becoming one of those alumni who mm-hmm. can mentor some of the younger kids. Um, as we're watching the Braves game, and I'm thinking of the guy for the Braves who used to have your bobblehead, the pitcher Soroka, our our our, our Gallo Soroka. Yeah, uh, I don't know him, but I know him now. But those kind of guys, do you have relationships with guys like him? Not relationship, but like interactions. It's um, yeah, I knew you met him. It's but. almost one of those things, like you said, like you you try and stay away from them, you know. And if 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 you see them, it's a what's up, okay, you know, handshake. But I'm not gonna like. They they got enough going on, you know. Okay. And even the guy that's pitching for the Braves right now, Max Freed, um, I we sat rehabbing together in Santa Monica. Uh, Harvard was, Westlake, Max Freed. Yes, when I was doing my knee, when I was doing my knees, he had. I think he was coming back from Tommy John. Oh, he was with the Padres at time. Hold up, Max Freed from out here, right? Yeah, Harvard Westlake. And I kid you not. I swear to you, Rick. I think I did his games with the area code. Probably he was a stud, man. Out of out of two thousand twelve. Yeah. I, I that year I did some games at the area code, uh, the big high school showcase, and uh, there was another guy named Wittick, Max Wittick. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I there it is. But Small yeah, world. So yeah. Max, okay. Yeah, like you see guys like that in, like well, I said, if I send, if I shoot him a message, he'd get back to me. But I don't, you know, like I like I'm happy about his success That's this cool. year. He's finally coming into his own. He was traded from the San Diego Padres to yeah Atlanta, and but. Hey, what about ever, guys that you played with? Uh, Aaron Sanchez, you know, obviously he's he's because he was younger than you, and you've always had like that take care of the so younger he guys. Was, when I was working out at the uh, what is it called now? The Stub Hub Center. It's the Dignity Health okay. Park. Well, it was a Stub Hub Center. Home Depot, Car- the Stub Hub, yeah, yeah, Home Depot in Carson. Um, 
we used to work out there and it, i remember i was already in the big leagues at the time and we got this young young guy actually two young guys kevin pilar and and aaron sanchez and i was right. like they're, they're like yeah we, we're with the blue jays yada 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 and i'm like oh okay cool they were super young they had just came into the organization but they were going to train there and you look at him now. Kevin Pillar is a big name, and with the Giants yep. making Superman catches every every other day or every day, it seems like and another then, future podcast guest. And Aaron Sanchez, obviously, had a good run in Toronto and ran into some some health problems, and they traded him away, and then goes to Houston and uh, and it combines for a no hitter. I thought that was That's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. And so you still talk to Sanchez all the time. Okay. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a close friend of mine. And oh, okay, I didn't know you guys were friends, friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's always, you know, like I said, when when that happened, um, I, I told him, hey man, you you have the opportunity of a lifetime here, and you have a chance to maybe win a World Series and and turn your 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 uh, your season around because he had been struggling really bad, and and he goes and freaking puts out six shutout innings. You don't have time. to get into details with your personal conversation with Sanchez, but because you had struggled as a pro mm-hmm. and he was struggling as a pro, did you reach out to him for something like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like you can only it's talk not to somebody the end of the world. Yeah. You know, and and I said this to the fan when dealing with failure, when you're out there on that mound, it's it is a lonely it's a lonely place when it's going shitty. But at the end of the day, it's not life or death. You know, we're not fighting for our life out there. It's, yeah, you want to do well. And for the fans out there, no, we do not want to struggle. You know, and it, it, we don't want to struggle. We you don't want to give up home runs. <laughs> you know, and... and huh, you I, sure about that? And that, that's why I was happy when, you know, his first start couldn't have gone any better. And hopefully it just continues to go... On up. I'm not saying he's gonna throw no hitters from here on out, but hopefully it just con- he continues to improve. This is gonna lead me somewhere else now. I, this wasn't actually the plan, but as a professional athlete who is struggling, you guys have um, performance coaches. You guys have stats about everything else. You have everything they can tell you. You can talk to a psychologist. You mm-hmm. can t- whatever. But is it does it mean more when you talk to a peer who's 100%. been through there? I already know what you're gonna, yeah, yeah, 100%. Because sometimes, so. like, uh, let me just, you know, don't get me wrong, there's sports psychologists out there that are freaking good, and I I came across one of them, you know, Ken Revisa, obviously, the late Ken Revisa, who was everybody raved about him, everyone, and I feel like there's very few left like him, honestly. And he's not a guy that played the game, but he understood it from a different side of he's it, he's a doctor, and <laughs> But I think guys at the professional level like to hear from guys that, like, for example, for me, that I struggled and, and I know what happened and I know what I went through. And and if you get this sports psychologist that, that really, really doesn't understand that part of it, mm-hmm. it's hard, man. It's hard because this guy's like trying to tell you to do things, this, 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 this. And it's like, no, man, like, that's not what I'm dealing with. Like, I'm so, yeah, I feel like I understand guys when they're going through something at a more when they're going through some struggles, I feel like I understand them more. You know, I hate seeing guys struggle, man, especially on the mound and or at the plate. It doesn't matter. You just don't want to see an athlete fail. And I know this game's all about failure. Yeah. But when you're seeing it constantly and constantly, and you can just see it in their face, you know, that they're just struggling. It's it's tough. That's why we have the joke, you know, baseball's easy for the couch. And it really is. Um, But somebody brought it up. Oh, Sanabia actually texted me. Hey, uh, in the off season, 
I'll come live with you and I'll throw, uh, you could be my catcher. I'm like, hell no. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a joke, obviously. But the one uh, winter where I was catching for you, just playing long toss with you, and my arm was just barking and you were barely warming up. I'm like, people don't understand yeah. how hard it is yeah. uh, to just I, do anything, just to even catch. I say a it ball. all the time, man. Like, there's a reason why I watch sporting events from my nice man cave, you know, <laughs> away from a lot of people, especially at a bar. You know, I just can't stand the whole. Oh, you should have fucking hit that yeah. out. Or why didn't he swing at that pitch? Like you're getting a different camera angle. You're not at 60 feet, six inches with the bat in your hand. Like pump the brakes. And I hate that. You know, I just I'm not a fan of that. I've never been a fan of that. Or he should have caught that or he should have done this or he should have done that. Like, no, man, like you're not the, you're watching the game. When they slow it down in slow oh, motion, yeah. you're watching it at a whole different pace. Yeah. And you think the ball is fast on HD? Wait till you get there, sixty feet six inches away, and it's a yeah. hundred of a movement. Not yeah. that I've seen that. I think Ricky was throwing ninety something with movement. And my shins <laughs> took a, a beating. But the reason I brought that up is because you saw through the trade deadline, um, Sanchez that his name was on there. Uh, Stroman in Toronto, his name was on there. All the guys who were on the bubble, they were going to go somewhere. Do you get somebody? Like that's got to be weird. So I don't know who you can talk to. Like you and when you were struggling, like I remember you you were texting me in Buffalo and like ah uh, you know whatever. But it was just more. Of, what are the Lakers up to? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Like you want to talk about like there's no way I can even relate to anything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like the only place I can give you advice is as a broadcaster, yeah. and even then I don't say anything to you because it happened to me recently. Uh, man, I'm going off on a different tangent right now. <laughs> um, so I've been a play-by-play guy for a while i've been a broadcaster for a while i've been in the business since 2000 i just realized and if i see a young kid who is like a minority kid like i'm gonna help him out a little bit more and the reason is because i see myself in that person so recently some kid asked me for some advice and i went out of my way a long about two paragraphs i wrote back about critiques and notes and what he should do this and that um, and I'm thinking we have a little bond here, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm the older guy. This is a young, he's, I'll tell you who it is later, but he's a little hot shot. He's pretty good. And just blew me off. Not that I need him to like make a big deal about me, but I'm like, yo, like, and then he went and told somebody that, you know, I'm a hater, that I offended him with my comments, that because I'm not as successful, maybe I'm taking some of it out on him. I'm like, whoa, like, really? Like, okay. Cool. And I was just thinking, I'm giving you constructive criticism, the same that I've gotten from big bosses Mm. that have helped me along my career that I'm trying to tell you at the age of 23. That way you don't get stuck like me. That Mm. way you don't struggle the way I did. And I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. So now I'm hesitant to give anybody any kind of like advice about that, which kind of led me back to like the veteran guys. Like, Mm the generation gap where somebody in the 50s might be telling somebody who's 22 hey man you know when you struggle this is that like i could easily just see like a hot shot rookie prospect be like man what do you know who are yeah. you is that yeah. like oh, it's that fine line right yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah and i think you know if you want to be better in anything you should be able to take construct constructive criticism i'm all for that like i always tell everyone like hey to the to the people i know who listen to the game in canada i'm like text me don't text me the good things i want to know what Ever i did wrong that. i want to i want to know hey ricky do this better text me during the telecast and i'll boom i'll flip it right there and then so 
yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, for me, it's, I've always been that way. I, I want to be better and I want, I, I want it to lead to bigger and better things. You know, I want it to lead to maybe a bigger broadcasting career if, if possible. Oh, you want to do more TV? I mean, if, if, the if that's the case, if we can start a TV show in your, in your house right now, <laughs> we will start it right, right, right now. Uh, we got to find somebody to pay us though. Oh, we don't need that. That's minor detail. We got people. We got people. We we, we got all kinds hey, of people. Another thing, though, you, I wish you could hear the old school guys talk about analytics. It's the, oh. it's the funniest thing ever. Is that <laughs> when, good? When you when you bring up spin rate and launch angle, holy shit, it's it's hilarious. George Bell just laughs at it, man. Really? <laughs> it's the funniest thing, man. It's the, I mean, it's funny to me, too. And I'm not even that and you're kind far of like off the that, game. Yeah, not too far away from that. Yeah, so... It's just funny. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, that like, sorry, I went off on a little tangent. Damn kid. Uh, hopefully, he, one day he hires me though, because he, he's really, really good. Like this kid's good. But anyways, all right. So you're going to Canada. You're moving around. You're doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, so it's the middle of August. So the next podcast for you guys will be coming probably in January. <laughs> we figured things out with Ricky. Uh, the, we mentioned the Twitter, uh, Ricky underscore Road Two Four. Go follow that. Uh, at one point, he had a bunch of people. And then I erased then it. Then he erased it because, you know, a bunch of haters. But now we know. Uh, and by the way, uh, thanks to Chepe Docinco. Uh, he's friends with um, El Mariachi, Miguel Gonzalez. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's get him So on, he man. said he's trying to work on it, but he heard my Living the Dream podcast, which is the separate one. Uh, so he said, appreciate it. Keep on bringing the Let's Go Ricky Row podcast. Haven't heard one in a while. Well, now you know why. Because Ricky's busy, people. Because he's the prime minister of Canada during the summer. Yeah, he right. takes care of everything. And he's busy going to Ace's birthday parties. So after <laughs> The that, real Ace. The real Ace. Yeah. So other than that, though, Not we're the good. fucking Chafa one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no more Chafa. So everything else is good. What <laughs> do you eat in Canada? Food, man. But what? I mean, you find... Like, they show up and they give you steak, huh? Everywhere you go? I mean, I, I, yeah, I'll eat it every once in a while, but not, I mean, I Tim just, Hortons, there's, there's these places called like Earl's Cactus Jack and it's like awesome atmosphere. It's like these little bars and, but they have great food. Um, they're all across Canada. Tim Hortons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how can you not, you know, have a, I don't know what it is. I just know I got a shot. Well, they, they got, they got Beyond Meat everywhere there now in Canada. Oh yeah. Like Beyond Meat Burgers at A&W, Beyond Meat Burgers at Tim Hortons, right. um, breakfast sausages from Beyond Meat. Like, Beyond Meat is huge out there now, man. It's crazy. We're going vegan up here. <laughs> so if Beyond Meat wants to sponsor the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast, uh, we will only take maybe 80% of the profits. So, And also, if you're in Canada, in the Vancouver area, A&W. A&W, yeah. That's the only place you need to go to. Mr. Mooney. Mr. Mooney, we love you, Mr. Mooney. Thanks for the check, <laughs> by the way. So let's go, Ricky Roll Podcast. Make sure you guys share. Uh, we'll do another one pretty soon. And we, uh, you know what? After this one, we're going to do a little Q&A. So we're going to give you double bonus ones. Uh, so don't hang up on this one. Refresh it, and we're going to do a Q&A with Ricky. I just decided right now, so I'm going to take advantage of it. Thanks to everybody involved. Uh, the Pushy Pulley who gets it out there, and everybody who wants to continue to uh, support us, keep doing it, because we got some plans. I just got to talk to Ricky about this, and it involves his Niners, because you're ready for... <laughs> are you ready for fantasy football season? Yeah. Is your son ready? Man, all of a sudden, the punk kid wakes up over here. 
Oh, uh, Mateo, Mateo, man, I, I hadn't <laughs> seen I hadn't seen Mateo in a long time, and now he comes in, and it's a different voice now, man. The guy's hitting puberty now. Yeah, he's, he's a little man. In, in the car, he was like, "Oh, is Sebastian there? Maybe I can see Itwer." He sees you, our rookie. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's growing a little hair now yeah. in his armpits. Punk kids, <laughs> nah, we'll get him a text right off. Let's go, Ricky Roll Podcast. Thank you.